Hello and welcome to the UK Gamers Podcast. Yes, uh, I'm back. Uh, it's been a bit longer than I was expecting. Uh, if you don't know much about what's been going on with me, I've uh, changed jobs, closed down a business, moved house and bought a load of new audio kits. So hopefully this will sound a lot better. So uh, that's basically what's happened with me and why I've been out of action. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be doing a huge amount of shows. Uh, it's going to stay pretty irregular, I'm afraid. But uh, let's get on with talking about what's changed. Uh, well, basically, I was playing a lot of miniature games, uh, a lot of Command and Colors Ancients and Wings of War. Uh, but in my new location, playing a lot of Euro games and Ameritrash games, and not so much of the minis. Uh, I got into War Machine and Hordes and got out again, um, found keeping up with that uh, proved to be problematic. Uh, still have a sweet spot for 6mm miniatures and uh, got a, quite a lot of fantasy figures ready for things like Dungeon Saga and Otherworld Skirmish game. I've also found uh, that I've been getting quite into doing some Kickstarters. Uh, this has been very variable. Um, some of the games I've received have been quite good fun for one play. Uh, but, you know, having played it once, I wasn't keen on keeping the game, traded it on. Uh, other games, I sort of read the rules, played the game, and just said, no, this one's rubbish. However, I've had some really, really good games. Uh, Cthulhu Wars, uh, Sandy Peterson's game very keen on that in fact he had a second kickstarter so i uh, backed that uh, with uh, a christmas bonus so i was able to actually afford it um troubles um that was a really good game uh, it's a sort of worker placement sci-fi game and there's been a few other quite good ones uh, kings of war a sort of uh, risky style game uh, i say kings of war is it war of kings no kings of war um it's been a few other ones. Uh, Apex, uh, despite some problems, uh, it's actually not a bad game. It's a dinosaur deck-building game. Uh, I've had to house-rule the rules a bit because I found them ridiculously harsh uh, straight out of the rule book in the box set. I believe his second Kickstarter did tweak the rules, um, so I'm going to have to have another read of those. Um, the big downside to that, in case you're wondering what the problem was on that Kickstarter, was I had to actually basically pay extra money to get the game shipped to me because he basically ran out of money. And this seems to be a bit of a trend with some recent Kickstarters. They don't plan properly. The game grows in scale, and suddenly it costs them four times the amount to ship, plus the shipping price doubles in price. Um, for example... Um, there's a few Kickstarters I'm still waiting for, uh, like to, uh, Tokaido, yes. Almost said Takenoko, but that's a different game. Uh, lovely looking game. I'm not sure the gameplay is brilliant, but the expansions look like it might actually make it uh, a better game for more than just the casual player. Looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, but here we are many, many, many months later still waiting for the game. Uh, now, if you went for the unpainted option, I believe people have started to receive that. Uh, another game I've been waiting for ages for is the Giant Bombers for Wings of War. They literally arrived yesterday. They are pretty huge. They are pretty impressive. And I guess the wait was worth it. But, you know, this is the downside of Kickstarter. You're paying people money and potentially either not going to receive your game or wait a very long time or as happened on a few kickstarters you 
pay you like $60 for the game plus $40 shipping. So that's like $100, call it 60, 70 quid. And then it's in the shop for £50 a month before you receive your copy, which can be very frustrating. However, I quite like the idea of putting money directly in the pockets of creators, making a game actually happen. There have been a few games that wouldn't exist except for Kickstarters, and they've gone on to great commercial success. So big props. Uh, I suggest you check out Kickstarter, but be aware... It's a little bit of a gambling system in some ways, unless you go for something like Cool Mini or Not or Mantic, where you're bound to get a product, um, however the quality of that product may vary. Um, some of the early Cool Mini or Not stuff I wasn't impressed by, and Mantic's been very hit and miss. Um, some miniatures have been awesome, some have been dire, some games have had pretty good rules, talking of which, Dungeon Saga. I really like this. Um, it suffers from this classic problem of a lot of dungeon crawlers of you know setup time versus play time and you know are the scenarios balanced etc etc but the basic game engine and the basic components are you know pretty decent um it was another controversial kickstarter a lot of very very unhappy backers in fact some of them are on the current mantic kickstarter moaning about how mantic are dragging their feet on fulfilling their promises from the previous kickstarter um I haven't had any problems that I'm aware of, so I've got no uh, axe to grind against Mantic there. Luckily, dodged some of the worst issues. Uh, so definitely take out the game in the shops. Um, I really think it is the kind of hero quest for the 2010s. Okay, well, I think what I'm going to do now is move into talking about the main subject for this podcast, which is the Osprey Wargaming series that's now been released. Uh, now, I first got interested in osprey when i heard about a couple of games but um the actual book that really got me hooked was frostgrave now this is a really cool fantasy skirmish game set in a frozen city uh, i've had a quick skim read it's pretty much Mordheim for the modern era uh looks very impressive you get a wizard with some apprentices there's some really nice plastic minis which okay they're not the best quality minis out there but they're pretty decent and you know, you can have a pretty fun game where you're talking, I don't know, was it less than 11 figures per side? The downside I can see is you're probably going to want, a bit like Infinity, to have lots of scenery. Uh, I actually bought myself one of these new modern mouse mat uh, playing areas of snow. So I've got a nice 4 by 4 foot uh, playing area. I believe the game can be played in 2 foot by 2 foot quite happily. Uh, I can see this being really cool game to use a load of my fantasy figures that i've got um from other world and other manufacturers etc so definitely check out frostgrave uh, a really cool game now this is a game that got me hooked on looking into osprey's games in more detail including the ones that caught my eye um the one that originally uh, drew my attention was actually the first one in the series ducks Ballorum. this is a sort of dark age uh sub romano british game i guess and it's basically glutter of ravens redone uh, i think it's is actually quite a bit different from the original uh, but i did have a read of the glutter of ravens way back and i was impressed enough when i heard it was by the guy who did that i snagged it uh had a quick skim through that as well and it looks absolutely amazing from what i can see uh so really looking forward to getting someone to try and play that with me so Unfortunately, because uh, I've been a little bit nuts on a recent sale, I've got many, many of these Osprey games to read through, and uh, it's going to be a bit uh, problematic trying to get up to speed with all of them. 
Now, the second game they released, uh, I'm not so convinced about right now, but I haven't actually read the book. It's called uh, A World of Flame. It seems to be a sort of Spanish Civil War type of game. It's between 1919 and 1939. Um, apparently it's a fast set of rules, and uh, the bit that particularly interesting to me is it's got a kind of subset of rules called a very british civil war which is a very interesting sort of um the king doesn't abdicate scenario and i can see that being pretty good so it's sort of a semi-heroic game i guess you could also use it for doing like indiana jones type games as well Uh, on that line their next game in the series was in her majesty's name now this looks very good it's a sort of steampunky game i guess um so there's secret agents and you've got four to 15 figures per player uh looks very interesting it's got a really cool set of uh expansions uh what's it heroes villains and fiends sleeping dragon rising sun and a great designer blog uh looks very interesting and i can see all sorts of really fun figures coming out um is it wolf song or something's another game that probably would produce figures that are very usable in her majesty's name so looking forward to reading that one now the other game i got very excited about was ronin um which is basically a samurai game i have a load of perry samurais which i don't know what to do with i was thinking of getting rid of them well i think ronin's going to allow me to have some really cool figures so it's um hand-to-hand combat uh, dueling and it's going to allow me to use ashigura ronin um was it Sokai monks i apologize for people who know how to actually pronounce all those so yeah really looking forward to reading that one um talking of dark age figures uh the next game was of gods and mortals a uh, very cool game i could see this being really useful to do a kind of glorantha type game system uh basically it's what is it greek egyptian celtic and norse mythology uh basically put them on the table and put the smack down against gods and mortals so that looks very very interesting and the other game uh, that followed on from that was a fistful of kung fu big trouble in little china maybe uh, i can see that being fun uh, so modern stuff triads yakuza swat teams kung fu uh, the tagline from the advert on osprey's war site combining the gunfights of john woo's hard-boiled the hand-to-hand combat of enter the dragon the sheer mystical weirdness of big trouble in little china the wook's eye action of crouching tiger hidden dragon and everything in between a skirmish war game unlike any other sounds pretty cool look forward to doing it i wonder if like buying some of these new marvel batman and dc and all that stuff figures uh, putting them in fistful of kung fu could be quite amusing Right, uh, moving into a totally different time frame, and you notice this, they, they often seem to do slightly more modern and more ancient games, and it doesn't matter which time period you want to play, they've probably got something. On Seven Seas, now this is high adventure and low morals of a world of a pirate. So basically, this is a great way to use some of those really cool pirate figures that are out there, and basically do like boarding actions, from what I can tell. Uh, looks interesting, uh, need to check that one out, don't know too much about that one. Lion Rampant, uh, that was the next one, basically Crusades, a uh, really cool way of maybe using all those sexy Perry miniatures you're hopefully buying. Um, so that looks really interesting. Now, what I do know is this has recently been re-skimmed, uh, re-skimmed, re-skinned to be a fantasy game, and we'll come back to that one. 
So following on from Lion, we have Fighting Sail. Now this one, I'm not sure if this is actually a ship battle game or not. I haven't even opened the book, so I'm guessing from the description it is. It says it is a tabletop war game of fleet battles in the age of canvas, cannon and timbers. Uh, you take the roles of fleet admirals in battle, so looks like a pretty cool way of getting some fleet action going. Um, I look forward to checking that out in more detail. In particular, I do know you can get some quite cheap, um, nice little kind of 50p-based um, sailing ships. And I forget the name of the manufacturer just now, but uh, maybe go check them out or course you can buy those really expensive ones where they're like you know five six pounds a ship but look absolutely amazing uh the follow-on game from that jumps right up to modern date black ops so a skirmish game of tactical espionage i.e bond and born so that looks pretty good a stealthy sort of mission um spies mercenaries criminals hackers special forces look forward to maybe doing some shadow run type scenarios with this game uh, that could be pretty cool Honours of War. Um, okay, jumping back to the Seven Years' War. Um, so, kind of America, France, Britain, all that stuff. It's sort of just before the Napoleonic Wars, I guess. And uh, that could be pretty interesting. Fog of War uh, is a factor in this game, apparently. So, look forward to reading that. And I do know my old gaming group have a load of kind of lace war type um, figures. So, might be good to take this book along to meet up with them when uh, we do that later on hopefully this year then we got another sort of skirmishy man-on-man sort of game uh, that came out next that was on guard this is a swashbuckling game and apparently this is based off the ronin rules so uh, that could be quite interesting so if you fancy a bit of the three musketeers that's probably the game for you then we come to what i believe is the last game that's actually been released is dragon rampant which is the fantasy version of Lion Rampant, so by the same author who gave us Ducks Ballorum, I believe. So that looks very interesting. So six to eight units with six to twelve figures. So a fairly small mass battle game, sort of, I guess, in the DBX sort of um, realm of setup. Uh, looking forward to reading that one in particular. Um, so Ducks Ballorum and the two Rampant games are the ones that have really got me excited, uh, along with Ronin as well. Now, there are some games scheduled to come out, I believe, sometime in the next two, three months. There's Poseidon Warriors, um, Classical Naval Warfare. So I guess this is Greek triremes and stuff like that. Uh, Broken Legions, which is a fantasy skirmish war game, but with a twist. It's actually in the Roman time period, so it's going to be Roman legionnaires versus fantasy. That could be quite interesting. Uh, There's Men Who Would Be Kings, which I guess is based off obviously the film the man who would be king so i'm guessing it's um 1880s stuff uh that looks quite interesting i believe that's by one of the more popular authors chosen men i'm guessing a bit of sharps rifles there uh rogue stars now this looks very interesting uh i believe this is a sort of sci-fi game um don't know too much about that and then horizon wars which i know a little bit more about because that's one of my favorite ones six mil sci-fi and very interested in this in particular because i've got a whole load of six mil miniatures itching to find a game system to play and um 
apparently it's going to be awesome so we have to wait and see um so that's sort of the osprey games now they do have a couple of other game systems obviously there was field of glory uh it was amazingly produced but i didn't really feel the rules they didn't quite work for me um there's another game across a deadly field uh which is a kind of american civil war game uh fire and fury is my go-to game for that period so have to pick that up at some stage apparently it was written by john hill and he's the guy who did johnny reb a very popular game system so that should be pretty good now there is another game you might be thinking why have you not mentioned it and that's force on force and its sister product tomorrow's war now tomorrow's war is the game system i'm currently reading uh, in particular because um you know i had an interest in it because i think i saw an early alpha set of the rules and it's sort of the spiritual successor to star grunt which is a rule set i really enjoy so amber shally force and force and tomorrow's war they're all by amber shally games they were published by osprey now one of the concerns for me is i'm not sure what's going on that seem to suddenly be quite hard to find like their osprey have got a really good sale on a lot of force on force splat books but i can't actually find the rules anywhere uh, now you can buy the pdf but it's like 25 bucks for the pdf uh, but it's 25 bucks for the book and i'd rather buy the book for 25 bucks than a pdf um, so i picked up tomorrow's war uh, again i've had a quick skim read of that and looking really good so why am i talking about some rules i haven't really kind of had a good read of well i think this is a great thing that osprey have actually produced a load of games for lots of different periods to allow people to use figures from any manufacturer and get some really good games and because it's by osprey you know it's going to look pretty it's going to be reasonably well supported and hopefully kept in print for a long time and therefore a game you can persuade your mates to get into uh, for example i was really into epic well gw've done its best to try and kill that off over the years there is rumors that's going to come back uh we're waiting and see hopefully um epic armageddon i actually really enjoyed i thought it was a very good game system um we'll see more time well i'm afraid more time's got a very difficult job now because there are other game systems out there including the aforementioned Frostgrave and as I say Frostgrave is really the trigger that made me decide to check out Osprey uh, they're cheapish books they seem to have pretty decent rule sets they seem to have reasonably good support and you can't really go wrong with them so definitely check them out now obviously what my plan is going forward is to try and read some of these books and maybe come back and go into more detail about them well, I think that will probably do for now. Uh, so I'm going to wind up the show. Uh, if you're looking to check out some other games, uh, let's say you're not that interested in the Osprey series, uh, there's the Shattered Earth game on Kickstarter right now. Um, by the time the show gets uploaded, uh, it should have a few days left to go. Uh, very sexy-looking resin miniatures, a very good blog on Beasts of War about how they've prepared for the Kickstarter. They seem to be pretty switched on and the minis look awesome they are resin which is pros and cons um another game system that was on kickstarter recently was age of tyrants this is a six mil mass battle game set in the void universe i have to say a bit of a hit and miss on that um the campaign started off badly based on feedback i think they managed to get it sorted out uh i did actually point this out on the kickstarter uh, and they're like well you know we did reasonably well on the funding and, and my point was that the campaign wasn't well structured and could have done a lot better than it did 
Now, of course, uh, I backed the game. I actually know a couple of people involved in that, and it looks pretty interesting, and some of the minis look really nice. Um, the whole Kickstarter, though, was rather spoilt by the sad news of Wayne England dying. Now, you might be thinking, how does that have any effect on this Kickstarter? Well, Wayne was the concept artist for a lot of the vehicles and the covers um, that are in the game. And if you don't know who Wayne is, he's an artist who's been around for a very long time. Uh, started off at GW, I think, went off and did some artwork for Wizards and a few other manufacturers. And he's produced some really iconic images in fact some of the images that i really really love from the gw universe are actually wayne's work so very sad uh, very distressing and it came on the back of the news also of i believe the artist for the black lotus uh, died as well so it's not been a particularly good run of years recently for some of my uh, gaming heroes uh, but there you go so I guess on that sad note, need need to wind this show up. Um, so let's hope for a great 2016. And in the meantime, keep gaming. <laughs>